Okay, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, we need to be having conversations. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. That is where I am on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. Uh, We have on the line with us Sonia McGarrity. Uh, She is a mom of eight children, which that is amazing uh, just there. But four of the children have Down syndrome. And Sonia McGarrity, I am just so excited to talk with you about your story. So uh, welcome. Thank you very much, Kim. I appreciate it. So first of all, a mom of eight. I cannot imagine what mornings are like at your house. (laughs) Well, we almost have two out the door now. So uh, and only (laughs) at least, what, six more to go after that. (laughs) Actually, the baby stays. But but we're doing good this morning, and I love taking a break to talk to you. It makes my husband sort of take care of things for a moment. So I get to sip and visit with a friend. Well, that that is just amazing. So tell me your, your journey. You have five biological children, correct? Correct. We had two sons, um, Thomas and Sean, and then we had several ultrasounds during our third pregnancy, but we're somewhat surprised when our midwife told us at about two hours after Jeffrey was born that he had Down syndrome. Um, We weren't really shocked in the sense that, you know, we do anything differently, Um, but it just started us on a journey of learning how to care for these kids, and um, surprisingly, uh, how much love we we could receive from them was was just sort of the surprise of the journey, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had another son after that, and after a series of miscarriages, um, felt like we really had learned so much about Down syndrome. We've always been sort of pro-life, um, and we felt like our pro-life journey was leading us to say to birth moms, if you have a diagnosis of Down syndrome and you don't feel for whatever reason that you're not equipped to parent, we will parent for you. And within our first sort of month of being prepared to do that, we were asked to parent our daughter, Cecilia. Um, and then, you know, that was, that was just that started our journey of adopting two more girls. Um, and I actually gave birth to one more son in that time. So that's where we are today. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I have uh, some very good friends. They were friends of my my youngest sons. And uh, so my son and and this this boy were good friends. And then this this boy's younger brother had Down syndrome. And I tell you what, he he was one of the most loving, joyful and children to be around. And it was just uh, it was just amazing. And and so what what we've seen is that there are countries. Uh, I think that Iceland actually hardly has any Down syndrome children anymore because many of them are aborted. Can you speak to that? Sure. That's, I think, um, actually, it was during the 2016 presidential election um, that I realized how polarizing um, our family could be. Um, I was made aware that the Democratic Party had taken a platform that was along lines of Iceland and Denmark, who sort of hoped to eradicate Down syndrome. Um, and, you know, when you first read that, you're like, awesome, they must be doing incredible research 
um, you know, to try to figure out more along the lines of Dr. Jerome Lejeune, who discovered the trisomy uh, uh, birth defect. I don't know if you want to call it defect, but and um, but when you read there that that's not it at all. They want to eradicate it by aborting all of these children before they even given a chance. Um, and and during the election, it became very polarizing because I started to speak out, you know, and literally got on social media and said, "We can't do this. This is this is wrong. This is this is not what humanity is." And noticed how you know. Not a lot of people were fond of my position, um, and, and, you know, we, we got challenged a lot on social media, and I said, you know, look, if you have a woman who for any reason can't parent, we'll parent. Just please don't abort, you know, and so that's kind of what my husband and I have. We, we try to speak to women who have prenatal diagnoses uh, on a regular basis. We invite them into our home. We let them see what our children are like. You know, right now we have a 12-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 3-year-old, and a 3-month-old. And so, you know, I'm like, come on in. You could see every age what it's like to engage. Um, We had one young mom who, you know, just had no idea. Her, she called me and she said, I don't know whether I'm going to terminate, parent, or write an adoption plan. Um, she came and spent two hours with us, and when she left, I sort of said, I, I just want you to know, I, I will take your baby, if if for some reason you feel like this is too much. And she said, no, she said, I, I, I think I can do this. You know, um, what we've heard from our from our birth moms is that, and this is, you know, one of the reasons why I'm speaking to you after what Governor Northam said, um, I just was enraged. Our birth moms have had calls from their doctor's office saying, okay, it's 32 weeks. You know what I mean? Like, you only have 16 left before we can legally abort. And they get that call every week from their doctors encouraging to abort their child who's gotten a prenatal diagnosis of Down syndrome. And when Governor Northam came out as a pediatrician, I'm like, he's, he's finally saying what we all know to be true. Well, and I, I think that the veil is off of what this whole Amen. agenda really is. Um, <clears throat> Governor Northam, in essence, for those of you that may not know, and we played the soundbite a few weeks ago, <clears throat> he was on a, a radio show back in Virginia, and he was asked about Virginia's legislation. And basically what he said is that a baby could be born and they would keep the baby comfortable until basically, the, I think the mother uh, and father, if he's mm-hmm. there, and uh, the doctor decide what to do. Now, the first thing that goes to people's minds is that the baby has some kind of a, and, and again, I don't know if this is the right word, but a birth defect. Let's just say that that, that there's something right. that that um, you know that I don't. Let's just say that. So there's it's something for life. Okay, right. that that it's gonna it's gonna somehow make their quality of life not what whomever judges it should be. I mean, that's, that's what birth parents are told. Okay. You know, that, oh, they have Down syndrome. That means they're never going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And so that, if, could, if be, just that could be a number of things. I, I actually just told the story at the beginning of the show. I don't know if you heard that, of Fanny Crosby, mm-hmm. who, who mm-hmm. wrote Blessed Assurance. Now, at six weeks, she ended up, because of something that, that a doctor did, she became blind. 
So someone could, in essence, make a decision. She is not going to be able to see her whole life. Therefore, I mean, I know somebody might say I'm taking this to the extreme, but my, my friends, this is where we're headed if, if we continue down this road. Uh, so they might say, well, you know, she's not going to be able to see. She's not going to have the quality of life, you know, of, you know, having everything just, you know, work perfectly. And you, they, somebody could make the, the case that abort her at six weeks then. Or right. it could be that, you know, grandma doesn't look so good anymore. Grandma may actually have a sizable estate as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and actually we've seen that regarding assisted suicide here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And so what I see, Sonia, is we have the veil is off now because I think some people can say, okay, if there's a birth defect, okay, or, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. But now when I've explained it to people that it could be, you know, a baby, and in essence, in Northam's Virginia, that baby mm-hmm. could be killed. They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The veil is off now, Sonia, and I think I'm grateful right. for that. Well, and Kim, I think, I think you know, you're saying uh, they could have some defect. The problem is that, and this is what I think enraged me so much about Governor Northam, is this whole idea that they can make that decision. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many people called me <laughs> yeah, and said... I have a, you know, they've called, the doctors have told me my baby has Down syndrome. And I'm like, okay. And we, you know, get a plan, get them information. And then the baby's born and there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's wow. no, so that there's happens. no Down syndrome diagnosis. That has happened at least 10 times in the last 12 years. Um, and like I said, these birth moms were told horror stories. My eight-year-old daughter she has no physical, other than developmental delay, she has no physical um, problems at all. She's a minor heart defect, but it doesn't impact her life at all. And if I could have her birth mom, who we're very close to, sit down and, and tell you the horror stories that she was told by her um, gynecologist, uh, obstetrician, it, it would just, you're like, where are they getting these things? My son has... You know, he has uh, asthma. Well, there are typical kids running around with asthma. No parent of a typical kid with asthma would say, oh, we should have aborted him because he's got asthma the rest of his life. Right. You know, um, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I think that was the whole situation with Governor Northam is, I, I hope, bringing to light how pediatricians, obstetricians think that they can play God. And they can say, look, we're looking at this ultrasound. We suspect this you need to terminate. And they don't care whether you terminate at six weeks or at birth. It, it is astounding. Um, yeah. Kamala Harris. It's heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kamala Harris, when she announced that she was running for president, which famously she basically said that if you like your health care plan, you can't keep your health care plan. Just needed to right. let you know that. <laughs> but, but she asked the question, who are we? And I do agree with her. Mm. We are asking ourselves as Americans, who are we? And I no longer call it the Democratic Party. I call it the Democrat Party. And it is no longer the Democrat Mm. Party of John F. Kennedy. My quote for today is an important one from JFK. The Democrat Party of today has been taken over by radical progressive activists who their value system is destruction and division and victimhood. 
And so mm-hmm. we have to ask ourselves, is that who we are? Or are we the people of, uh, we, are we the Americans who value creativity, innovation, and life? That is the question on the table. Sonia, we're going to go to break. Uh, this is absolutely fascinating. You are a mother of eight, and it is an honor to chat with you. Uh, you will not want to miss this next segment, so stay tuned. Well, I am very happy to be talking with Sonia McGarity. She is a mother of eight. Four of the children have Down syndrome. And we are talking about one of the most important questions in America today. Who are we? Are we a party? Uh, Are we a people who uh, our value system is destruction and death and division and victimhood? Or are we Americans, Americans who create and innovate and value life? Now, since the 1970s, when Roe versus Wade um, went through the Supreme Court, Sonia, I think many women have been told a big lie, and you kind of alluded to that, that you have had birth moms that have been contacted on a regular basis by their uh, um, OBs. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, OBs, uh, that, uh, that possibly there might be some kind of... a um, a defect, we'll, we'll call it, with their babies sure. and encouraging them to abort. And uh, they've been told, I remember Roe versus Wade, that it's just a, it's just a little bit of tissue, you know, it, 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 you know and, and, and as we have now seen ultrasounds, uh, this particular young generation in America is more pro-life than the previous generation because they have seen the ultrasound pictures of their little brother or sister on the refrigerator, and they don't believe that that is just a little, you know, bunch of uh, of cells or whatever. They realize that that is actually a, a baby that is growing. But I want to address something, Sonia, is the, the radical progressive activist Democrats, if a woman has chosen abortion, from a political standpoint, they say, oh, the other side there, the, those Republicans, they are judging you. And... Um, and, uh, you know, really, I think making make I, I think most women that have had abortions feel deep, deep in their soul badly about that. And so to be judged, you know, I think that makes it even harder. And I think as Christians, it is important that we wrap our, our arms around women who've chosen abortion uh, with compassion I th- instead of judgment. Well, uh, yes, absolutely. I think what frustrates me so much is the accusation from the uh, pro-abortion movement that we are just pro-baby. All we care about is saving the babies, Um, and we don't care about mothers. Or fathers. We need to make sure. Yeah, or fathers. Acknowledge our fathers as well. Yes, go ahead. But, but, you know, I mean, I, I can't tell you. One of my dear friends is a survivor of an abortion as a teenager, um, had an abortion, and uh, you know these women—they they find comfort and healing um, in the pro-life movement. It, they're not finding it. If, if you go to the to the pro-abortion movement, it's just anger and hatred. Um, and there, there is no follow-up care regarding heart no. and soul uh, from Planned Parenthood for uh, our young women who. Uh, have chosen abortion. There is no follow-up well, on their heart and soul. At all. And, and, and the, the reality, we know, the reality is 
This is a mother taking her own child's life. It's contrary to what motherhood is. You know, motherhood, we give life. We don't take life. So, so that's one of the reasons why we have open adoptions with our children, and we encourage everyone to have open adoptions because the, the birth mom, our, our birth moms, our three birth moms, they still feel so connected to that child. And the pain that they would feel had they terminated is not something that, that is easily, you know, I mean, it, it can be healed, but it, it's, it's, it's a deep wound. And I think of how blessed they are, you know, to, to know their child. I, I just, you know, I, I'm sorry, I think adoption is such a wonderful option. Mm-hmm. And it, it enrages me that the pro-abortion movement does not encourage, if we just were a nation that encouraged adoption, I get, you know, again, we're in an adoption group. I can't tell you how many people who can't have children are so blessed by the gift of adoption. Absolutely. We have dear friends who've adopted two children with Down syndrome. You know, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's such a win-win situation. Um, I also wanted to mention one thing that I think is important for people to realize. Um, when, when Governor Cuomo signed the bill... Um, allowing, you know, basically infanticide. Um, The Cardinal Dolan in New York gave a very interesting point. He said, could this be our Dred Scott moment? And it made me kind of run back and look at my American history and say, Uh what was that, you know? We talked about it yesterday, yeah. Oh, did you? Mm -hmm. Okay. He said, could this be the Dred Scott moment for the pro-life movement? I think it is. Yes. Can it be? Can we wake up America to say infanticide is the next step? It's the next step that's happening now. Can, you not, can we not start to think, get out of our boxes and start to realize, you know, if we can ignore everything the media is saying and think for ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> and realize, could this be that moment? And, and that is, you know, hopefully we're praying. Well, for sure. <laughs> Lord, let that be it. Because... You know, well, suicide cannot be the next step. It, it can, and and I agree. The veil is off when when we really explain what is what Como uh, has done in New York and what Northam has done in Virginia, their states. And and I actually, when I was doing my weekly email, <clears throat> I found the picture of Governor Como signing the legislation, and there were people behind him. They were all smiling, and mm-hmm. it it looked to me almost like an it was an evil smile. And I realized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had written a piece a while back. It was really on transportation, but I'd started it with great societies and great people care about how they treat their neighbors and what they pass on to their children. And so this goes to uh, uh, this goes to who who are we? We're, we are asking that question. So let's let's talk a little bit <clears throat> about first of all, if there is a woman or young man they they've chosen to abort their child. Where would you recommend that they they go? What would you recommend that they do right now because of the wound that's on their heart? Um, Project Rachel is uh, is a movement all across the United States. You can just Google it, Project Rachel, where you can call and someone will sit there and talk to you and tell you the closest place you can go to get counseling to to sort of work through what has happened. It's a free um, ministry, I want to call it, of uh, both the Protestant and Catholic churches. 
um, and they can plug you into a local chapter where um, where you can find counseling and find healing. Oh, that that is awesome. Yeah, now, it's called Project Rachel. Okay, Project Rachel. And then mm-hmm. let's say that there is a, a, a couple out there or a, a young woman that may be in a situation, they're scared, they're pregnant, um, they, you know, what, what would they do? Uh, what would you recommend they do? Well, I would go, I would, you know, look up, find a, there are pregnancy crisis centers everywhere that are not Planned Parenthood. I would find whatever pregnancy crisis center is not Planned Parenthood, and they will go and give you options. They typically, I know the ones here in Denver have um, Marisol services here in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, will give I think you there's life choices sound. also. I think there's life choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and um, so so wherever you are, I would just find not Planned Parenthood because I think they limit your options. If you go to a pregnancy center, they're going to give you several options, one of which is always adoption, um, which is not forced on you, but which is explained. So that, you know, I I can't tell you, Kim, how many, um, I want to say fake news, (laughs) uh, you know, things are told to to, to young moms about adoption. You know, um, adoption is always open now. There's no, like... It's not like we're sitting around saying we can't wait to get our hands on another baby. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we want to help you give birth to your child. Okay. We want you to have a relationship with this child. And on that last point, uh, even if somebody chooses abortion on an individual level, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that is there. But a society that funds abortion mm. from government tax money, once again, has to ask, who are we? And so Mm -hmm. one of the first things that we need to do is require that our politicians vote to defund Planned Parenthood. Final thought. We're just about out of time. Sure. Um, You know, uh, please, (laughs) I just want everyone to realize, um, like you said, I like that term, the veil has been lifted. Abortion is not a positive thing for for baby, for mom, for dad. It's just not. We can't, we can't be an American people who allow our children to be massacred. We, right. just, we can't, or our nation will go down from there. And so there are resources out there. Uh, if there is a wound on your heart, Project Rachel, um, be sure and check mm-hmm. that out. People can help you, uh, moms or dads that had, have chosen a, a abortion. And if you are uh, pregnant and in a situation um, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of places that can help there as well, and adoption is certainly a beautiful, beautiful option. So, Sonia McGarity, I hope all the rest of the kids uh, are where they need to be right now. Thank you to your husband that we got to have you for this 30 minutes. Uh, you are truly an inspiration. Thank you, Kim. Have a blessed day. You too.